money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Welcome to an almost summer morning. It is summer. What are I you talking know. about? I mean, I, I'm just meaning that yeah, I feel like this, that we're not quite in the dog days of summer, you know, okay. in the dog days, but I am feeling that kind of relaxed kind of dog It's because you drove your summer. motorcycle in today. Well, that could have something to do. So if you're on YouTube and you're looking at my hair and wondering what happened... <laughs> It's called Helmet Head, and that's what happened. It's not too bad, actually. Well, I I did my best with my fingertips, so there it is. So welcome to the show. We are so glad that you've joined us. This is not the show where we talk about Dave's hair. This is the show where Dave and Reb, you and me, Mm -hmm. talk about the hard issues around money. And uh, we have a very special guest, and I will introduce her in a minute. But before (laughs) that, I want to just give a shout out to the folks at Financial Discipleship Canada. Um, You've... We've all met Ray Borg, who's here on a regular basis, and of course, he is the the lead there, and uh, notmine.ca is where you can find the podcast. Uh, you can find a whole lot more information about finances and biblical stuff and how that all integrates. So check out notmine.ca, and of course, want to give a big thank you to the folks at FDC for sponsoring today's show. You can also find the show on YouTube if you're watching and you'll see my hair. Uh, If you're listening, great. You don't get to see that, uh, but you can find it on Spotify and iTunes and all of those places where you download your podcast. And finally, because I know we're going to mention it today, um, if you want to reach out directly to morethanenough.ca is the best way to do that. Go to the website, check out the podcast. You don't need a special player. Just hit play. You can search all of the shows. I think we're up to like 320 or something. Uh, yeah, I can't remember which episode yeah. number this is. We don't. We should have that. 331, 332, something I bet like you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So check out the shows. If there's a specific topic, you can just search by topic. If there's a specific person, like the, you heard you know, a number of shows about some of the, the people that have been coached over the last number of weeks, and you're like, I want to check that out again. Got lots of shows, and those are fun stories. Those were fun stories. Yeah, they were very good. Yeah. 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 Okay. So today's topic is... We're going to introduce the guest first. Okay. The topic okay. First. No, not topic. Let's introduce the guest. Yes. She <laughs> probably, you, you have to do the... T- I never get, like, titles right with people. Okay. So, okay. like, do you have a title, Tanya? A title at work. Yeah. I have a title. Yeah. I'm the director of charity partnerships. Okay. It's my actual title. At Advisors with Purpose. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. Yes. So you're like, you have like a, a did you say director? A director. Yeah, I so I work with our charity partners. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> at Advisors with Purpose. Okay. Very good. Which is, what is Advisors with Purpose? Advisors with Purpose is a, an organization that works through Financial Discipleship Canada. We're part of that family of ministries oh, yeah. and we help charities develop and work through a planned giving partnership program. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. See, I just leave it up to you to explain. That's of me. it. Yeah. So, but this exactly. is Tanya Princep. Yes. Who Dave met a long time ago. You were first to meet her. Yes, that is true. Um, yeah. I, I can't even think about dates and times, but it, it seems like ago. it's been a long time. Yeah. I think we were younger. Yes, we were. <laughs> we definitely were younger. So. so, 
What is it like? So this isn't a question for you. So for listeners, because I, I we haven't told you the topic yet. Tanya is not here representing Kingdom Advisors, no. although Advisors with Purpose. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, okay. Um, okay. See, I always get it wrong. That's all right. Um, but what is does what does your life look like when I'm asking the listeners this? When you invite people into your life mm-hmm. or you invite people into your home or do you invite people into your home? Are you kind of scared to do that? Are you thinking, well, this world is way too crazy. If we actually invited our neighbor, it mm-hmm. would be scary because we don't mm-hmm. know who they are. Um, I mean, I- I'm asking these questions because I want listeners to think already be thinking about what does it look like when we mm-hmm. Do that, And the reason we're asking is because it is the end of June and we're heading to Canada Day. And I had this brilliant idea after I met Tanya this year, really, I probably met her before, but this year I really met her because. <laughs> you were just a figment we of my just- <laughs> imagination before this, Tanya, just to no, let you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, I met Tanya because she opened her home to me. Mm-hmm. So that I could spend five days writing um, away from my family responsibilities. And she opened her home to me and offered her hospitality and love. And um, that's how I met you. Mm -hmm. And then we just had these great conversations those few days. And I thought, oh, I would love to have Tanya on to talk about um, opening your home and your heart and expressing Mm -hmm. love through hospitality around Canada Day. Because... And I'm going to say it like this, you know, Canada is, has opened its borders and it's, mm-hmm. we've opened our borders to people in, in need. We're likely all descendants of immigrants mm-hmm. as we know. Yeah. I, I would say almost, you know, again, we, we, we know yeah. that the indigenous people that were here have been here, but mm-hmm. they're a minority, mm-hmm. right. And yeah. in, in the sense of in Canada, the We've all come from away, as they say in Newfoundland. Yeah, <laughs> you know we we have, and y- your parents came in 1969, mm-hmm. and the year I was born, my f- parents' families came in the 1920s be- through the Bolshevik Revolution. They were being persecuted as Mennonite Russian Mennonites, so or uh, Ukrainian Mennonites, however the title goes these days. Um, you know they had to come to a place, and Canada was open to that. Um, so I just thought, man, we have been a nation who opens, who opens Mm -hmm. our homes and hearts. Um, but I think there's a lot for us to learn from the Lord and Tani, you have continued to teach me about hospitality. So before we get into it and dig into, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about some of the stories and and you're going to tell us your story of hospitality. But I was thinking of first Corinthians 13, because that's been on my mind this week and first Corinthians. Corinthians 13 really is about love, as most of us know, that no matter what we do, if we do it with all the wisdom and all the gifts and all the knowledge and all the tongues and all of that, but don't do it with love, it's just a banging symbol. Mm -hmm. And even if you offer your home to me, Tanya, and you do it without love, it's just what what is stripped away in the end, all that remains is love. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, especially because verse three, and, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Mm-hmm. So if we, as we're going to define hospitality in a minute, if we give everything we have away to those in need, mm-hmm. 
but don't do it out of a place of love. It is nothing like that is, I I guess because we're going to do two shows about this topic because it's very dear to Dave and me Mm -hmm. um, and how we can use our finances even Mm -hmm. to be hospitable. That verse just arrests me. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because I, I mean, we're going to get into this a little more, a little bit more as we move forward, but what you're saying there just reminds me that we, we, we've, we've spoken about the fact that when it's done, when you have people over and it's about, it's not about love, it becomes entertaining, right? It's about what can I show people that I can do, right? I can cook, I can make a house look pretty, I can make my flowers look perfect. I can do what it is, but that's just entertaining people. Mm -hmm. And if you're just there to entertain people and there is not that love and that purpose in it, Mm -hmm. then it is just a clanging symbol and it really is kind of meaningless. You know, don't you, don't you just hate when God talks about these things and it's a heart issue? I know. <laughs> you know? It's like, heart, oh man, heart, heart or heart? Heart, heart, yeah, heart, heart issue. issue. It's like, yeah. oh, I got to check the motivation of my heart. Yeah. I'm inviting Tanya over, and I want to show off my, you know, yeah. my new lawnmower to yeah. Chris, you know, yeah. and your yeah. husband. And it's like, ah, oh, shoot, that's not my motivation. I got to love them. Oh. Now, there's all those things that are fun, though. Sure. Like, there's nothing wrong with the fun stuff. I, Rebecca. I would know this. I love the pretty stuff. I love the pretty her, stuff. Her, your house is awesome. <laughs> and you just did a renovation on your yeah, deck and I yeah, can hardly wait to, to sit there. It. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with those pretty things. It's just, is that hospitality? No. Mm-hmm. That There's just a differentiation mm-hmm. between sure, the sure. two, right? Yeah. So before we get into the defining, I'm yeah. just going to give a quick story of my own because we're going to yeah. just share our stories. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to give a quick story about, um, I don't know if I even shared this with you, Tanya, but growing up, my dad was a politician. Yes. So I'm the youngest of seven when I was 10 my dad was a member of parliament for a short stint but leading up to that you know my mom's an introvert yeah right so I'll never forget her being interviewed by a a local um, Mm. newspaper and they described like they described her living room Mm. with velvet curtains and all this (laughs) my mom was horrified because I, I don't even think they were I don't even they made them sound better than they were. Yes. Like, she's like, I handmade those. Like, we just, like, <laughs> anyway, it was quite interesting. But she, you know, bless my mom. She was beautiful in so many ways. But I did hear her often comparing herself to other women mm. in, in the church community who she felt had immaculate homes and yes. all of that. Yeah. You know, by the time I was growing up, she was tired of having people over. Yes. And we didn't often. Mm. Um, so, but... Growing up, my siblings know knew a different mm-hmm. kind of rhythm in the mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. So I understand my mom's fatigue, but I heard her comparing herself to these ladies. I'm like, Mom, like yeah. you do it really well. So I grew up kind of with the idea more of entertaining. And then it was when I met two significant um, women in my life. We we were newly married, and they I never remember. I'll never forget the shock. They invited us over for Sunday lunch. Were we having soup and sandwiches? I'm like, you don't do soup and sandwiches. You do roast beef. <laughs> like, where's the roast? And yeah. and that was also in the, you know, all the women are looking at their watches for the pastor to stop mm-hmm. speaking because the roast is in the oven, you know. But I learned not that, you know, my mom was doing it like it's not about right and wrong, right. but what I perceived as the message of having people mm-hmm. in your home was you had to have a certain standard yes. to provide. 
And then I met these other beautiful women who were just doing soup and sandwiches. And I was just like, I like, I feel, but this is really nice. Mm -hmm. Cause all of a sudden the pressure's off and their houses weren't perfect. Mm -hmm. Their table wasn't perfect. It was just like a bunch of us coming to fellowship. Mm -hmm. And that I walked away from there like, Oh, this is how it can be done. Mm -hmm. And it was like eye opening to me. So that, that was a little bit my story. That's great. Uh, Did you, uh, did you grow up with anybody, Dave coming in your home? So, you know, uh, well, we were talking about this in prep for today. I'm like, you know, I've never thought about uh, my growing up necessarily defining it as a yeah. hospitable home. But we actually had lots of people in our house. We had oh. somebody uh, older, well, older, a gentleman who was going through a divorce who needed a place to live. He lived at our place for a while. Um, you know, as, as so I'm I, a teenager, you never told pre-teen. me that. Yeah, and and anyway, so the, as I thought about, it, I thought. Yeah, like I would not have defined my parents as hospitable just by thinking about it. But if I think back, yeah, they they mm-hmm. were. Um, they were. There was there was always almost always something or somebody mm-hmm. coming or them involved in in something that ended up people coming over or being part of it. I mean, as a as a. Um, uh, I'm going to say preteen. There was mm-hmm. a. This was maybe mid '70s when the, there was a lot of immigrants coming from Vietnam, yeah. and we like housed two families. Wow! Like, and, and my parents were very involved with that. I'm I'm a young boy. I mean, yeah. I didn't really, but I look back at those as we we were, mm-hmm. and I go, yeah, I did. And and the story I actually thought of almost right away was is uh, Reb when we were married. And us having a conversation where we had decided together we were going to invite people over mm-hmm. uh, on Sundays. As yeah, I don't. Yeah. A- anyway, so we were she, having people over. It's, once trauma, a week. it's a trauma thing for Rip, so <laughs> I'm, I'm careful to go there on the show. But but I remember having <laughs> having the conversation going, Reb. If oh, yeah. you don't do this in love, we're not doing it. We're this. not doing well, it. We're just well, not doing it. You yeah. didn't, I don't know if you use the L, L word, but, but but it was, I was stressed yes. and I was anxious and I was trying to get it all done. And I felt yeah. like I had to do it all myself. And he, it was one, it was one of those pivotal moments of my life. If you're going to do it like this, we're not doing mm, it. Mm. And then I checked my attitude. And then at the same time, I was learning from these other ladies how mm. it can be mm. done. And it was just, it changed. But we were having people over once a week. And back then when the kids were little, and then we had two kids. And then we're, I was like, I don't think I can do this once a week. It's a little much. So we shifted how we did it. But but Tanya, tell us about yes. you. Um, like, well, it's interesting because when you ask that question, what was your, you know, journey or were your family, was your family hospitable? It was an interesting question because I don't, I think before my time, like you, I was the youngest of four. My mom was probably very hospitable. I know she did a lot of entertaining. As we got older, we moved a lot. You know, our home was not necessarily uh, a place that we could have strangers in as much. But I would say that the attitude of hospitality, the welcoming, mm-hmm. um, embracing people, mm-hmm. getting to know people, that was definitely something. Because if I look at all of my siblings, we tend to be that way. And right. so we learned it somewhere, yeah. right? And yeah. that's so you have to kind of figure where it may have not been as obvious as yours was, David, but I think it was more of an attitude of hospitality, mm-hmm. of loving people, yeah. accepting people where they were at, um, understanding that people different than you are not mm-hmm 
to be feared or not to be ignored. Um, and so I think that that was an important piece of hospitality. When I started seeing it in the home, though, was when in high school, um, we had youth leaders and uh, we were here in the Ottawa area and they had a home where the youth just we were there all the time. And I think they had a family of three kids. And I I would go, wow, this is this is so cool that they would let us just come and hang out there. I'm sure there were times they wanted to say, would you get out of my house? <laughs> you know, would yeah. you leave, please? Yeah. We want to have time alone. Yes. Uh, but they didn't. They were wonderful. And I remember thinking, that's the kind of house I want. I yes. want to be that house wow. where people can just feel comfortable to come in and be loved and and be supported as much as we can. So, and it's And it has definitely been a journey because – I was saying this to Reb when we, and, and again, in youth group, you know how you always have to do those um, spiritual gifts, right. yeah, you yeah. know, I don't even know if they do those anymore, but they'd give you these big, long questionnaires and, yeah. and mine came out as leadership and hospitality. And I did not want to tell anybody <laughs> that mine was hospitality because the only thing I knew about that word was they were the people that served cookies on Sunday morning, right? right? Because that's what, uh-huh, that's kind yeah. of what you were taught, right? Oh, well, you're going to be on kitchen staff. Oh, you have the gift of hospitality. And so for a long time, I, I kind of rejected that a little bit. And I thought, well, no, I have, I have the gift of leadership or I have the gift of teaching or whatever right. it might be. Um, and so well, it's I have been the a, gift of co- eating cookies. And eating cookies. <laughs> that's I'm, good. I'm the eating part. There you so, go. There you go. Yes. And yeah. so I think that's been something that I didn't really understand it. So this has been a long journey of figuring out what does hospitality mean? And the other thing is some people, yes, it's a gift, but it's also something we're all called to do, just I'm, like evangelism, right? I was right? just saying, okay, we, we got to talk, and I don't know about he, yeah. right now, but the yeah. gift of hospitality, because I learned hospitality. People yeah. will say to me now, oh, you have the gift of hospitality. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? No. I've worked my butt off yes. because this is not, and you, you know this, and Dave especially, yeah. like right now cooking for me is a real, like it's not like fine. I've fed seven of us around the table for many years <laughs> yes and i will i gladly do it i gladly do mm-hmm. it but i'm like can we just order pizza yes and sometimes we do yes sometimes we just go get and i've learned that frozen pizza is okay but tell us about so on your journey yeah. as it's something uh, you've been learning about mm-hmm. um where did it start like when okay it started with some of those stories yeah. you told but what about for you and chris so when Chris and I first got married, uh, we met at a camp. So we're both people, people. But now he's way more of an introvert uh, than I am. Yeah. So, um, but yet he's a people person. And from the minute we got married, it we became the hangout house uh, because we were all in school. Chris was working. So we joke about the fact that he supported all of our friends right. through. Right. <laughs> Through university as they came over and hung out at our house. Um, But when we moved out of that house, we had to laugh because there was about eight keys out around the city of people um, that, you know, would just show up at our house. And we also had people live with us who couldn't necessarily afford Mm -hmm. their own apartment. So they'd come and stay with us. Um, And we it just kind of happened. And I don't know. It was a townhouse. It was a townhouse. This was not a big house. This was a house in Barhaven. And there would be times we'd have 30 people there for dinner and I'd open my fridge and they were all wonderful. We were all students. We had, you know, none of us had anything. Those that lived at home were fine, but the ones that who didn't live at home and we'd open our fridge and I'd have like carrots, onions, you know, 
I don't know, that's about it, maybe some leftover or something. And we would make dinner out of whatever we had. And uh, sometimes, wow. you know, grocery day was always great because it'd be like, woohoo, we have food. Um, Everybody knows to go to Tanya's on Tuesday. <laughs> on Tuesday right? when she gets paid. There's food in the fridge on Tuesday, not so sure by Friday. Exactly. <laughs> but rice, you know, stir fries yeah. became the, the thing. And we had, those were incredible memories. And I think it established that, um, entertain, uh, sorry, hospitality. It's not about what you serve. It's not about what, you know, like you said, frozen pizza is perfect. Hospitality is about loving people and, and accepting people and bringing them in to be part of, uh, the group, to be part of who you are and be part of your family, whatever that looks like. And that goes across, um, in your home, you can show hospitality in a park, you can show hospitality mm-hmm. in your church, you can mm-hmm. show hospitality at your work. It doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. always have to be in your home over right. for dinner. Right. That's great. If that's something that you want to do and you want to work at, I think mm-hmm. it does take effort and work. And the more you do it, it gets easier. Sure. But uh, for those who are saying, oh, I can't possibly have anybody in my home. I, it's just, it's so beyond me. Right. Then I say, meet people in the park. Right. Yeah. Go play at a park somewhere and just ask people where they're at, what you're doing. Share let's share lives a little bit together. Go get a smoothie or something. I don't know. So really, hospitality isn't always about opening your home, but no. it's more your heart, yes. your attitude. Yes. Just accepting people where they are at yeah. and trying to figure that out. Engaging I, with them. Well, and I mean, I mean to use the biblical, you know, the yeah. Good Samaritan shows hospitality in, in a real yeah. practical way, yes. right? I yes. mean. Mary Martha, right? Had them yes. in the home. Yeah. But interesting sto- about that story, and it relates to the verses we start with, where, you know, Martha kind of lets hospitality the, to get in the way of her love. Yes. Right? Even yes. though, you know, we're not banging on Martha because we've done that enough in the yeah. Christian world. But the yeah. idea there is, is that if we, if hospitality is happening, let's, let's again make sure that the motivation is yes. I'm doing this out of love. Yes. And so what does that look like yeah. in the park? In the park. On the yeah. road, along the way, yes. in the house, wherever you are. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. I think everybody, especially if you're, you know, you're starting on this journey and you think, I really want to show hospitality. But the idea of having somebody over to your home mm-hmm. is going to cause you to, you know, be sick for a week <laughs> worrying about it. Yes. Then, you know, I think there's a way of just building yourself up towards it. And sure. like you said, you've worked at having people mm-hmm. over. You've worked at mm-hmm. being okay with, you know, and not allowing it to to stress you out. And mm-hmm. then you, you find the joy in it, right? Yeah. You find the joy in the people that you're learning. And, um, you know, if you think of the, the story of feeding the 5,000, right? The mm-hmm. disciples said, let's send them away because, mm-hmm. you know, they haven't eaten anything. And Jesus says, no, no, what do we have? We're going to. Mm-hmm. Feed them right here, right now. And they're going to be part of our crew. We're not going to eat by ourselves. We're going to eat with all of these people here together. They get these five loaves and two fish and it feeds everybody. And, you know, um, right where they were at. And it wasn't, you know, he didn't create this huge banquet for them. He just, right where they were, he showed hospitality. So how do you, I want to just go back for a minute to Mm -hmm. Chris. Yes. So like. Bless his heart. Yes. Because like you say, okay, you're just funding the whole thing. You know, we we are a financial show, as Dave always yes, reminds me. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, is that, because I read a book called The Gospel Comes with House Key yeah. by, yes. um, oh, what's her name? Rosaria Butterfield, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a really, really great book. It yeah. is a great book. It's called The Gospel Comes with House Key. I'll have it in the show notes. But she said that they made a decision to actually not go on big holidays, mm-hmm. but to have smaller ones so that they could have spend more on their 
their groceries. That's right. just the where they're That's at. That's where they're at. Uh, yeah. Right. She didn't work. Um, um, and and she also prepared rice and beans in the morning every morning because yes. she never knew she never knows currently yeah. who's coming over for dinner. Right. But what was that like for Chris and you to figure that out? Yeah. So Chris, um, uh, we've all both worked, you know, all our whole lives. But um, the interesting thing is where we stepped out and where we would entertain, and I would say outwardly that I am not the most responsible one when it comes to finances. I am okay with saying that. It's I'm a spender by nature. Um, but where we have um, been faithful and offered our home and offered things, God has been even more faithful to mm-hmm. us. And so Chris has been the one has had to say sometimes, look, you know, we can't, mm-hmm. we have to watch this. We have to be careful. It was never, let's not do this. Right. It was, wow. let's be careful. Let's watch what we're doing. Do you have to do this? Can you do this instead? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, it's been a journey for him too. Yeah. But uh, it, it's not been, um, yeah, he's been fantastic. I, I really have to say that, like in the sense of there's been sometimes choices that we've had to make. And then there's been times that we've had to put the brakes on it because I can lean towards that entertaining very quickly. Mm-hmm. I can right. lean to right. that. Oh, I really want to make it super pretty. And Chris will say, whoa, whoa, like, like, can we do something a little bit different? We need to hold back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> we need right. to pull back a little bit. Do You, uh, you know, know, I thought I was just going to say, I mean, you know, again, if you've heard the show, one of the things that we say often is, is that money is a tool. Yes to help you create the yeah. life. And we're talking yeah. about hospitality here. Yeah. So money obviously is part of that hospitality. Yes. And and so your trust in Chris, and, yeah. and again, working out that part of the yeah. relationship between the two of you, but the two, Chris being able to say, this is a yellow caution yeah. now. Yeah. Right? Uh, okay. And you going, okay, uh, that doesn't mean no. No. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean, again, you guys have worked that out, but I think we can give the listeners a little, little push a- ahead yeah. from your experience to say, it doesn't always mean no. And so if you're the person who is m- monitoring the finances, yeah. because yeah. often there is one and yes. you're going, you react. Yeah. Okay. Don't, this is a yellow light. Yeah. And, and to be honest, communicate that yellow as early as possible yes. because the yellow turns red really fast. Yes. And that's where conflict can come around. Yes. This is my gifting and, yep. and, and I want to do this and, and all of that. Yep. And of course the, the spouse who's looking at the money yeah. is going, uh, well, we are going to need that 5,000 yes. uh, miracle that yes. <laughs> out of 5,000 because I don't know how that's going to play out. But, yes. you know, so again, I just in the last few minutes here, because, wow, time has flown by like yes. crazy. But to, to really encourage that, again, in hospitality, when we integrate the money, to, to it is a partnership. It is about saying, hey, this is yellow. It's not a no, no. but we do have to figure this out together. Yes. How are we going to navigate yes. that together? Are you, are we prepared as a family? And again, if you have kids and yes. you haven't even talked about your kids and how yes. that happened, but, but the, the, the communication around, it's not always a no, yeah. but it is a, let's think outside the box and, and to go back to Reb's that may mean, and our standard is, is you know, to, uh, Tostito chips and yep. salsa and, and Reb's Yeah. Uh, well, Reb's sometimes, I, more often than not, I'll say, can you just come for dessert? Like, yes. why don't you come at seven? We'll play yeah. games, have snacks. and Because 100%. then I don't, then I I can put aside my fatigue around creating a meal. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and for those, you know, like you said, I think that's really well said. 
uh, Dave, about money because it does cause conflict if mm. you don't listen. And it has, yeah. you know, in our lives as well, it has. But when that yellow, I'm starting to look at the yellow card and going, you're right. What can we do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. A little more so. Well, let's pray. The show All right. is like, I, I can't believe yeah, this Yeah, but you're much. coming back next week. Yes. So there's more current story of hospitality you're yes. going to share. Okay, Lord, we just uh, take a moment to say thank you for all the incredible gifts that you give us. And Lord, uh, again, our commitment is, is we want to do it all in love. So let us do that and, and agree together to do that. So thank you. Oh, man, you're going to come back. I want to shout out to Financial Discipleship Canada for their support in sponsoring us. Again, we couldn't do that without you. And of course, you, the listeners, join us next week when we we talk talk about hospitality and money. money. (laughs) Thank you. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.